Hi, and welcome to the Zero to Four podcast, where I talk about topics to help you to prepare for, thrive in, as well as recover from pregnancy by sharing with you evidence-based information about pregnancy, as well as answers to your everyday questions. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Pinnock. Hi, and welcome back to the Zero to Four podcast. It's Dr. Christina Pinnock here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the show. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a really common topic and a really common question that I get. And it's around what the due date means and how your doctor determines your due date. And I get this question quite often in a lot of different varieties. And so I think it's a great topic to cover. And it's a really important one. So one of the first things after finding out that you're pregnant that you'd like to know generally is what your due date is. And it impacts everything from the timing of appropriate medical care or pregnancy care to maternity leave planning to baby shower planning to everything. And so it's a really important point in the pregnancy to determine and to determine as accurately as possible. Sometimes it can be actually quite confusing for many women to know like what the due date means, if it changes during pregnancy, or oftentimes they get questions about whether or not that's the exact date that baby will arrive. And so I think it's a really important thing to discuss. And we're going to primarily focus on how your due date is determined and what it means. And I'll cover those two questions today in quite a bit of a detail. So I hope this is an enjoyable episode for you. Now, in terms of what is your due date and how it's determined, your estimated due date or date of delivery is technically calculated by knowing what the first day of your last menstrual period was and then adding 280 days to that day. If you're able to do that, you can quite accurately calculate your due date. However, there are a few caveats. This assumes that you have regular 28-day cycles with ovulation or releasing of that egg happening on day 14. And as you can see, many women may not have exact 28-day cycles. They can have irregular cycles, or you may not actually release that egg on day 14 or ovulate on day 14. And some women may not be able to recall the exact first day of their last menstrual period. And so there are a lot of things that can impact the accuracy of this calculation. In addition to that, early pregnancy, you may experience a little bit of bleeding or with the use of birth control, you can have a little bit of bleeding early in pregnancy. And so that can actually confuse when you think the first day of your last menstrual period actually was. Because of all of this variability, there can be some inherent inaccuracy in the determination of a due date by just using the first day of the last menstrual period. And so... It's definitely something that you want to track as accurately as possible, but we're going to need some additional information to corroborate the due date, not just the first day of the last menstrual period. The best first step to reliably know what your due date is, is to track your periods well. Now, perhaps you are planning to conceive and you have a few months lead time. It's important to really just record when the first day of your last menstrual period is each month. So you can calculate the length of your cycles and be as accurate as possible about when that first day of your last menstrual period is. However, as I mentioned, there may be a lot of variability in determining that first day as accurately as possible. And so based on your first day of your last menstrual period, 
your doctor will also do an ultrasound in the office to compare that information with the information being provided by your last menstrual period. So first step, tracking your periods well and knowing what your first day of your last menstrual period was. Second step is going in as early as possible for an ultrasound to confirm your pregnancy. Based on this ultrasound, your doctor will likely assign a due date. And the most accurate ultrasounds in the first trimester happen before 14 weeks. And the earlier, the better. So when you go in for your ultrasound, say you go in at around nine weeks or say you go in around eight weeks, your doctor will take a look at the pregnancy and measure the pregnancy CRL. So that's the crown rump length. So essentially your doctor measures the length between the top of baby's head to the bottom of baby's bum. And that'll be a measurement your doctor gets. Usually we perform that measurement three times and take the average of those three measurements to give us the most accurate determination of the crown rump length. And your doctor knows how important this measurement is and it's done with as much accuracy as possible. And so based on that measurement, we get an estimated due date. Okay. So once we get the due date based on your crown rump length, we generally compare that to the due date given to us by the first day of your last menstrual period. Now, if those two due dates align perfectly, that's the ideal scenario. So we confirm that your due date based on your last menstrual period, as well as the ultrasound measurements, tell us the same thing. That's the best case scenario in terms of accuracy. But based on everything I mentioned before, we know that there is some inherent accuracy in this measurement based on your last menstrual period, as well as the ultrasound. And so we always give a little bit of wiggle room for a difference in due date based on the days. So I'll give you an example. Say you go to the office and you're eight weeks pregnant and you know what your first day of your last menstrual period was and your doctor does the ultrasound. And there's a two or three day difference between the due date based on the ultrasound as well as the due date based on your last menstrual period. Now, because you're so early in pregnancy, so being under nine weeks, if the difference between the due date given to you by your last menstrual period is similar to the due date given to you by the ultrasound measurement within around five days, then we generally go with the due date based on your last menstrual period. So if you're under nine weeks and the due date based on the ultrasound is different from the due date based on the last menstrual period by more than five days, then we go with the ultrasound due date. And so that's how your doctor determines which one of the due dates to use. And this right here, I think, causes most of the confusion and most of the questions that I get in pregnancy about due dates. And I'm going to go into it a little bit further just so it's clear and understandable as the pregnancy goes on, how we determine the due date, depending on how far along you were when you come in for that first ultrasound. So summary so far, if you come in and you're less than nine weeks pregnant and you know the first day of your last menstrual period, we use that due date given to you by your first day of your last menstrual period and we compare it to the due date that we're getting from the ultrasound measurement. And if there's more than a five-day difference between those two due dates, we go with the ultrasound due date. If there's less than a five-day difference between the due dates, we go with the due date given to you by your last menstrual period. And we found that 
Applying these methods allow us the most precision and accuracy for estimating your due date. Now, if you come to your doctor and you are between nine weeks and 13 weeks and six days, we do the same process. So we ask you, you know, what's the first day of your last menstrual period? And we calculate your due date based on that number. And then we do an ultrasound measurement. Similarly, we measure the crown rump length three times. We take an average of the crown rump length. And then based on that, we're able to get a due date based on the crown rump length measurement. Now we compare the due date given to you by your last menstrual period to the due date given to you by the ultrasound measurement. And if those measurements are similar within seven days, then we go with the due date given to you by your last menstrual period. So if there is a more than a seven day difference between the due date given to you by your menstrual period and the ultrasound, then we'll go with the due date from the ultrasound since that one is going to be more accurate. Because of the variability and the potential cycle length not being 28 days, not potentially ovulating exactly at day 14 and some inherent inaccuracy in when the first day of the last menstrual period is. We do give a little bit of leeway to allow for some inaccuracy, but if that difference is more than five or seven days between nine and 14 weeks, then we usually go with the first trimester ultrasound to determine the due date. You know, there are some special circumstances where we would potentially just go with the due date given to us by the ultrasound. One of those scenarios include if you just are not really sure what your due date is, whether if you're not really sure what the first day of your last menstrual period was, and whether that is you weren't really tracking your menstrual cycles regularly, or if you have irregular periods. Those are very common scenarios. So if that's the case, I highly encourage you to get an ultrasound with your doctor as early as possible, ideally before 13 weeks. And usually we go with the due date given to us by that ultrasound measurement as being the most accurate in the absence of having a accurate estimate of the first day of your last menstrual period. Another special circumstance we usually consider is if you've achieved pregnancy via IVF. So your due date in that scenario will generally be based on when the embryo was transferred, so the embryo transfer date, as well as how many days old the embryo was when that embryo was transferred. So you can have a day three embryo or a day five embryo that's transferred into the uterus on a certain day. And based on that information, we're able to estimate the due date pretty accurately. And so overall, really tracking their menstrual cycles, knowing the first year of your last menstrual period and getting that first ultrasound as soon as possible is the most ideal scenario for estimating your due date. Now, there are many circumstances that can come up that could limit you from knowing your first day of your last menstrual cycle or limit you from obtaining an ultrasound in the first trimester. Not to fear, we can still estimate your due date, but it's ideal if it's done earlier. In the second trimester, I sometimes get women coming in for their first ultrasound in the second trimester, or if they come in for an ultrasound to check on baby's anatomy or to check on the size of baby. One of the most 
common questions that I get is whether I'm going to change their due date based on some of the ultrasound measurements if this is not their first ultrasound. And by and large, the answer to that question is generally a no. So if this is your first ultrasound in the second trimester and you don't have an accurate estimate of when your first day of your last menstrual period is, we generally assign you a due date based on the measurements of the ultrasound at that time. If you've previously had an ultrasound in the first trimester and you were assigned a due date, when you go in either for an anatomy ultrasound or you go in to check on your baby's size, those measurements will project an estimated due date that will be used to compare to your due date that was previously assigned. And that that is really done to tell us based on the measurements of the baby, how that's comparing to what your projected measurement should be based on your due date. It is not a time where your doctor will change or should change your due date. Once your due date is assigned based on your last menstrual cycle and an early first trimester ultrasound, that due date should never change. It is the most accurate due date that we will ever have for the pregnancy. And so we never change it based on the second or third trimester ultrasound that you get later on. Now, when you come in for these later ultrasounds, we estimate the size of the baby by checking a number of different measurements of baby's body. So we check the diameter as well as the circumference of baby's head. We check the length of baby's thigh bone or the femur length. We also check the circumference of baby's abdomen or baby's waistline. And we put all of those numbers in a formula and that is able to estimate for us the baby's weight. And based on that weight, it usually tells us an estimated due date that that corresponds to. Now that estimated due date based on the weight of baby is not your due date. If it's the same exact thing as your due date, then that's great. But we will not be changing your due date to align with that measurement. And the reason for this, as I mentioned, is that the measurements are much less accurate the later on in pregnancy we go. And so we always keep your due date based on the first trimester. Now, if your first ultrasound is in the second trimester and we have um, estimated due date based on the first day of your last menstrual period, we generally compare the two similar to what we do in the first trimester. So if you come in and you tell us what your due date is based on your last menstrual period, we generally use the measurements that I mentioned of the baby's head measurements, thigh bone, as well as waistline. And that gives us an estimate of a due date. And we compare that to the due date given to you by your last menstrual period. Now, depending on the exact time that you come in for the ultrasound, if there's a more than seven to 10 day difference between the ultrasound measurement, as well as the measurement that we're getting from your last menstrual period, usually we assign your due date based on the ultrasound. And this is generally if your ultrasound is before 22 weeks. If you have an ultrasound after 22 weeks, we usually give you a caveat that the pregnancy is not optimally dated. And so there is a lot of wiggle room for error. If your first ultrasound is after 22 weeks, we cannot necessarily estimate this due date with as much accuracy as we would like. So to give you an example, after 22 weeks, there's a plus or minus 14 day discrepancy in our ability to accurately determine your due date. And even later after 28 weeks. So after 28 weeks, there's a 21 to 30 day discrepancy in our ability to accurately estimate your due date. 
as you can see, based on these numbers, it's really, really best to get an ultrasound as early as possible to estimate your due date based on both your last menstrual cycle as well as the measurements that we're getting from the pregnancy. But I just want to stress this point again because I get this question literally on a daily basis. Definitely, if you've previously been assigned a due date before based on your first trimester ultrasound as well as your last menstrual period, if you go into your doctor for an ultrasound to check on baby size or to check on baby's anatomy, the estimated due date that is given from those measurements should not trump your due date that you got before. It should not ever change based on these measurements. It's just a metric to compare baby's size at the current gestational age to what the due date is letting us know that baby should be measuring. That's it. It should not ever change your due date. If you're at a facility or you're talking to someone who does want to recommend changing your due date, just be informed that that's incorrect and that your due date should never be changed if it was accurately assessed in the first trimester. Now, the second question I'll next delve into is what the due date means. And this question I also get pretty frequently. And as I mentioned, your estimated due date is calculated, as I mentioned before, and it's the date where your pregnancy is estimated to be at around 40 weeks. It's not necessarily the day when your baby will be born. And I get this question a lot. Pregnancy can be quite an unpredictable journey, both, you know, how things progress as well as labor. And so while the due date is letting us know this is when your baby is expected to be around 40 weeks gestation, it is not necessarily the day that your baby will be born. We use the due date as a way to have a common shared language about how far the pregnancy is progressing. So your due date helps us to schedule and plan appropriate tests that you may need in pregnancy. We're able to interpret certain tests appropriately based on your due date because we know how far along you are in pregnancy based on when you're estimated to be 40 weeks. It also helps us to understand and determine if your baby is growing appropriately. So it helps us to know if your baby is too big based on what your gestational age is projecting you to be, or if your baby is too small based on what your gestational age is projecting you to be. It also helps us to plan for different interventions if we're anticipating your baby is coming early, or if we're suspecting that your baby is coming late, like very late, like a few weeks after your due date, it can also help us to plan some interventions around that. So having an accurate due date is like having an accurate common shared language between the baby, the mom, and your healthcare providers so we can both be on the same page about the length of the pregnancy and the different things we need to do at different time points in the pregnancy. But it definitely does not mean that that is when your baby will be delivered or baby will be born. And I'd say by and large, I've looked at some studies that estimate only 4% or so of pregnancies actually come on their due date. Many women may actually go into labor once they're full term. So full term is considered to be 37 weeks gestation. So 
around three weeks before your due date, your baby's considered to be full term. At that time, your body may just initiate all the signs of labor and go into labor anytime after that. Some women may go into labor at 38 weeks, so two weeks before the due date. Some women may even go into labor at 39 weeks, so one week before the due date. Some women may go into labor on the due date, but baby may not be born that day. They may be born, you know, the next day or the day after. And there are some women who actually go into labor a week after their due date and even up to two weeks after their due date, some women are not even in labor. And so sometimes, depending on how far after your due date you are, some women may actually need to be induced. And that means your doctor may recommend that you go to the hospital for methods to be used to help to initiate or start the labor process so that baby could be born. So the estimated due date is really just an estimate of when you're meant to be 40 weeks. Anytime after 37 weeks is considered full term. After 42 weeks or 41 weeks and six days, it's considered to be post-term. And so really there's a broad range between 37 weeks to 41 weeks and six days that is a possibility for baby to be born, depending on when your body chooses to go into labor. If you're still pregnant much longer after your due date, your doctor may recommend that you get induced. But again, the estimated due date does not necessarily mean that's specifically the day when baby's going to be born. Overall, I'd say A pretty confusing topic for many women, but I hope this episode was helpful in terms of helping you to answer some of these burning questions about your due date and help you to understand how your doctor comes up with your due date in the office. It's not just a random occurrence. We are very strict and specific about estimating the due date early in the first trimester. And generally, most offices that conduct prenatal care are very, very strict about not changing the due date unless specific criteria are met. And so when you go in for that first visit, your doctor really tries as much as possible to accurately estimate or confirm your due date. And once that's assigned, that is your due date for the remainder of the pregnancy. Later on, when your due date actually comes, it's just an estimation of when you're meant to be 40 weeks. It's not necessarily the projection or estimation of when baby's going to be delivered. It's just used as a common language for communication between the pregnancy, the mom, as well as the doctor, so we can plan accordingly for pregnancy. So I hope this was clear and helpful, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, please leave me some feedback about what you thought about the show, and I'd love to hear from you about any topics you'd like to see me cover. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Zero to Four podcast, please share it with a friend, as well as leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can reach more women just like yourself. You can also find me on Instagram at Dr. Christina Pinnock, where you can share any thoughts about the show or any topics that you'd like to see me cover in the future. So I'll see you next week on the Zero to Four podcast.